just do the hard stuff first. You know, every time you wake up in the morning, you have a finite amount of energy every day. In fact, your body will only give you a few, like seven, like two, three, or four bursts of glycogen, which is how you switch your uh, sugar levels to energy, right? Your body sends out these little signals of, of energy. You get the biggest shot in the morning and you know, you have the most energy in the morning. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Troy Wyatt of Seattle Entertainment Group. Troy, it's great to have you on the show. It's great to be here. Definitely super excited to have you on. And before we jump into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Troy so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Troy is a Native American entrepreneur born in Washington State. He specializes in sustainable talent buying and prof building profitable Indian casino entertainment programs. His contributions to the tribal gaming industry have been acknowledged in publications from, from companies like 500 Nations, Indians.com, and Indian Country Today. He has worked with legendary entertainers such as Ringo Starr, Darius Rucker, Kathy Griffin, and many more celebrities throughout his career. As a child, he was infatuated with musicals such as Little Shop of Horrors, Grease, Singing in the Rain, and Under the Cherry Moon. Troy, it's great to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? Oh, I'm excited. Uh, we are. It's Troy Waititsa, Stokwabu Chud, Dulal Chud, Zizalalich, Tibad Chud. Hello, my name is Troy. I'm Snoqualmie Indian and from Seattle, Washington, and I'm a proud father. Awesome, 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 Troy. Thank you so much for that. I truly appreciate, you know, hearing the native tongue and hearing like all the awesome things that you're doing. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. For sure. So, um, you know, honestly, it was a year after I started working for My Tribes Casino and I kind of, you know, was ready to move on and I was in a different department at the time and an opportunity opened up within and I've always been in entertainment but I hadn't worked a lot in casino entertainment so I took an opportunity and it was one of those times where you know you have two options you can kind of leave a company or try something different and I decided to take this internship and it was making like three dollars less an hour it was hourly at the time and around that time I you know was kind of thinking either I'm going to stay here and you know, drive myself crazy doing this forever. Or I got to, you know, break the cycle. So I took the internship, not knowing what would come of it. And like two days after I accepted the internship, the gal that was supposed to be training me um, basically put in her notice. So the tribal development manager at the time, and she's still a tribal development manager, her name is Takako Wright. She said, hey, you know, do you want to get trained up for a full-time position? And I, you know, I got kind of excited because I was like, yeah, this is, this is a cool opportunity. Had I not taken a chance to the risk, I wouldn't have um, been exposed to the casino marketing department the way I have been. So, you know, you fast forward almost 10 years now, and after building up a bit of a um, kind of portfolio of experience and exposure to casino entertainment, I noticed uh, there were some things that weren't quite right with our program. And that's how I kind of got the passion to try to correct them, not just at our casino or our tribe, but at other properties as well. So 
Um, I started quietly collecting content and uh, pictures and stuff from the events that I produced and helped produce and, you know, started to launch my company from there. I know you've been able to lean into your, your company, your organization, all the awesome things you're doing with the Seattle Entertainment Group. Can you take us through a little bit more on how that works, how you support your clients and work with them? Yeah, so we provide talent buying and casino entertainment consulting. This covers, you know, everything from production, hospitality, you know, travel logistics, booking and, you know, selling contract or uh, facilitating contracts with the agencies. You know, on average, we've saved uh, a little over a million dollars, 1.3 million each year on talent buying with our consulting services. And this is done through, you know, being mindful with production, talent buying and the hospitality, like I mentioned, and also through, uh, you know, I guess, thoughtful actions with our entertainment planning overall. And I think a lot of people who there's so casino entertainment's one of the newer venues in the industry, right? Like tribal casinos aren't that old, you know, arguably 20 years or less, where coliseums, theaters, um, you know, big convention centers have been around a lot longer. So there's a lot of pitfalls that still exist in the industry. And coming into it, it the program that I started off in, um, which I still have a hand in currently, I, I you, you notice how things are just, they're not done the same, right? So unless you have that outsider perspective, um, you know, I came, I was a DJ for a lot of my, you know, earlier years in entertainment and I came at it from a performer side of the perspective, you know? So I was working with a manager and a booker and all these things. So I kind of had a different perspective than like someone who's working in the casino world. So I sized up, you know, oh, why are we paying this much for the production gear? Why are we paying this much for the talent? Why, 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 you know, once I started asking these questions, I was really able to um, refine the kind of products that I wanted to provide in my entertainment company. And I'm a liaison, I'm a consultant, but I'm also like, you know, a, a member of the Indian nation, you know, First Nations that is got a vested interest in what's happening with these, um, these revenue dollars, you know, because for me, it's really personal. The, the money that my tribe makes helps funds programs that support me and my child and other members in the community. So it's very personal. And I find that kind of translates in uh, when I'm serving, servicing my clients or helping clients achieve their goals financially. Would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? It could be for yourself personally or the business or a combination of both. But do you think that that strong foundational pool is what you feel sets you apart? Yeah, so I think personally, you know, one of the things, and there's quite a few, I think, personally, you know, I've got like a burning passion to help Indian country, but that's just one of the key, I guess, kind of indicator or one of the personal traits I have. But mm -hmm. one of the other things is I've never met a casino talent buyer who has actually worked within the casino marketing department, you know, being able to intelligently speak to uh, core gaming objectives and, you know, what drives the actual revenue is important. And if you don't know what ADT is, which is average, you know, daily Theo or the GGR gross gaming revenue or net gaming revenue, the NGR or CPA cost per acquisition, these gaming acronyms, which, you know, everything's an acronym nowadays, I can't stand it, but um, customer lifetime value. These are things that marketing professionals within the gaming industry understand. Now it's one thing to know casino or just entertainment to go, I can book an act and put them in a venue and get the lighting people, call them all that stuff. But it's another to speak intelligently to what you're doing and why you're doing it, right? You're trying to drive business with it. But um, if you can't speak 
understand, you know, this is what helps wealthy people and successful people be successful, which is really, it's just vocabulary, understanding words and how they, how to use them, right? It's one of the most powerful tools is knowing how to use your words. Um, but uneducated talent buyers will always reference one key phrase, which is the drop. How much money is like put into the bank at the end of the night or counted, whatever you want to call it. Uh, any casino executive or CEO that may see this video or venue uh, in a casino, if you hear that from a talent buyer, run the other direction. Like this is a red flag because um, that means you're only looking at the bottom half of the funnel. It's the very, the last part of it, right? But as you know, business is like, it's 90% up here and then 10% of what comes out of the bottom half, which is your little nugget of revenue or if you're a super profitable company, a big nugget. Um, but all the work's done in the upper half, right? So uh, there's a lot of moving parts to casino entertainment. And if you haven't worked inside a casino environment for any considerable amount of time, uh, you're just not going to know what it's like to operate one successfully or understand or care what the how the money is being spent after the fact, right? So I think, again, it kind of brings it back to being very personal, but having kind of another level of experience within the industry is very useful for me. I find it's helped me communicate with, um, you know, tribal council more effectively, casino executives more effectively. I wasn't always a numbers guy, but after studying, you know, these metrics and just understanding player values and slot handles and all these things that really helped me separate myself from some of the other talent buyers that are out there. And to be fair, a lot of this stuff is pretty new, you know, like most of the talent buyers in the industry are much older than myself, you know, not saying that I'm any better or they're any worse. I just gathered a different set of skills in a shorter amount of time. And that's the important part of mentorship, you know, and I'm kind of going off topic here, but you accelerate that learning curve when you can learn from the best and the worst in a short amount of time. And so I just, I encourage people that are watching this podcast to, you know, just learn as much as you can, rely on, you know, make war with a multitude of counselors and always look for more resources and never stop learning, you know. Definitely appreciate that. And so I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want yep. to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Well, I guess I've kind of understood, I've, I've really developed a way of thinking of marketing that helps me really target the way I spend my marketing money, my energy, my efforts. And, you know, casino entertainment, essentially in my company, I focus on casino entertainment, which is just a form of marketing, right? And I realized that all marketing is about controlling, manipulating, or altering the outcome. That's all it is. It's not about making money or getting people to buy things. You're trying to control the outcome. And, you know, it's partially influenced by one of my mentors who's talking to me about this. And I just find that the sooner you understand how to do this in your industry, the sooner you can figure out how to control the outcome, the less time you'll waste trying to reach your goals and your clients' goals, right? Um, and to break that down even further, the, the two types of marketing, there's two, you know, basically two that I believe in, you know, which are direct marketing and brand marketing. And everything will fall into, as a marketer, as, you know, one of those two buckets. Obviously, direct marketing is, uh, you know, something you can quantify where you get results and you can attribute the spend, the ad spend. Um, to That'd be like a mailer where someone redeems a coupon or whatever, or an email that has a, a bounce back offer, whatever it is, direct marketing directly sent to you, attributable to your expense. And then brand marketing, which is like throwing money out the window and just hoping that, you know, someone uses your name to 
and remembers your name when they need to buy something. And a good example of that would be like an insurance commercial, right? You hear Geico on the radio, you'll never be able to say, unless you attach a promo code to it, then it's direct marketing, right? But um, like I heard a radio station, now I'm going to go buy Geico insurance. That's not likely, it's brand marketing, keeps everything top of mind. So I would just recommend that entrepreneurs, you know, learn how to use both methods to their advantage. And the sooner you harness the power of each of those, the faster and I think more effectively you can leverage your position in the marketing place. Yeah, that's absolutely huge. I appreciate you for breaking that down because again, I think as we talked about, you know, before, you know, in your secret sauces, knowledge is definitely power and understanding that just because you're doing marketing, that knowing what type of marketing is probably just as important as what you're doing. And mm-hmm. I appreciate you for sharing that because you get a lot of more um, awareness and I think empowerment, for lack of a better term, and understanding, okay, I'm putting my marketing dollars towards this, and this is the type of marketing, so this is how I can measure it, or, or not even measure it, maybe even, and understand the pros and cons of each is absolutely huge. Yeah, and then you're not wondering, like, did this work, did it not work, right? You know, it's about being intentional, and I think the more intentional you are, and I'm not saying you don't want to make mistakes, but the less mistakes you'll make that are ones that you can't learn from, so... Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. For me, I would just say, just do the hard stuff first. You know, every time you wake up in the morning, you have a finite amount of energy every day. In fact, your body will only give you a few, like seven, like two or three or four bursts of glycogen, which is how you switch your uh, sugar levels to energy, right? Your body sends out these little signals of, of energy. You get the biggest shot in the morning and you know you have the most energy in the morning. And that's when people, strangely enough, are the laziest, you know, like they don't want to do things that are difficult right away. So they'll, you know, start from the easy part of their inbox or whatever's left over from yesterday. You know, you got to tackle the most difficult tasks first because as the day progresses, you're going to have less energy and you're going to be more inclined to want to end the day or move on to other things, right? So I think that's one of my biggest things is just start with the hard stuff first. And then it's like, like I said earlier, lean into your discomforts, right? Because the best stuff is right on the other side of that discomfort. And so um, I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Troy, what does being a CEO mean to you? You know, I hadn't think about this question when I saw it, but I would say this is one of those answers that's diplomatic, but I would say it depends. You know what I mean? Like that, that's my answer. It depends. Uh, I firmly, you know, in general, believe that to be an effective leader in any, you know, in any team or any capacity, it means you have to adapt and remain agile. To me, that means you can't be confined to a simple description. So it depends. Yeah, absolutely. Which I truly appreciate that. And, and, and I wanted to see uh, for people that are listening to this, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, so I think the best way to get a hold of me is honestly through my email, which um, is troy at seattletalentbuying.com. You can also reach me directly on my cell phone, which is 425-530-9913. And those are probably the two best ways. 
Yeah, absolutely. And we will have the links and information as well in the show notes so that everybody can get a hold of you. But I love that last point that you brought up because I think so many times um, when we don't have a giver's mentality, you're just giving in order to give, not give in order to receive. Um, I think it creates a, we're talking about momentum so much, creates a tremendous momentum towards a better place, a better um, business environment, a better world and so on and so forth when people just give and want to kind of step into that because I think that's something that sometimes is missing. So many times people are looking to try to get something back. But when you do that, um, really phenomenal things happen. So I appreciate you so much for giving so much to this episode and, and all the awesome work that you're doing. And I appreciate your time, of course. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.